Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, here is Daniel with a new episode of the Ecom Show. And uh, today I'm here with uh, one of the owners and uh, founders uh, of uh, Sina C. Um, Sina. So this is a, a very interesting business because uh, they are in the fishing industry. And I think now we are uh, above 200 episodes, getting close to 250. And we've never had someone in this industry. And also, I'm really passionate about salmon and, and fish in general. So it will be a very interesting conversation. Hey, Sina, it's good to have you here. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. It's great. So I know you have some uh, family history and not a short history. Uh, this is a uh, fifth generation, uh, five generation business, family mm-hmm. business. So tell us more about it. What, what's the story? Um, yeah, fifth generation, I think at least. So, um, my dad was a fisherman, um, and my grandfather was a fisherman. My grandfather immigrated from Norway, um, he and his brothers, and they all became fishermen. Well, they were fishermen in Norway as well. And so, um, my dad's dad was a fisherman in Norway. And then I found, I, I used to say three generations cause that's what I knew. My grandpa, my dad, my husband. Um, and then I found the obituary of my, um, great grandfather. And it was talking about how he was a pioneer in the fishing industry and learned to fish from his father. So I, I started saying three generations were definitely you know, at five, but my parents joke that it's probably more like 300 generations. <laughs> so a lot of commercial fishing in our history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. And I know your husband is also in the business. So how how did he connect with you uh, in terms of, you know, the business side of things? He married into it. Um, so he, we grew up in the same small town. So he's very aware of, of, fishing and, um, you know, people fish, but, um, he kind of married into our family. He had gone salmon fishing and then, um, broke in on my dad's longline boat and, um, did that for 10 years and then, um, also runs his own salmon boat. So. Mm. And, uh, where was it in, in which state? So we live in Washington state and then we fish in Alaska and and people kind of scratch their heads over that but there's a there's actually a, quite a few people in Alaska where we grew up in the Seattle area and then you take the boats up north and fish for the summer so Rich is about 6 months in Alaska um he lives and fishes and he we have a processing facility so he runs that as well but we the and we go visit him but we have the family in Washington where the kids go to school so summer is the season, right? And uh, yeah. I only know this from, you know, documentaries uh, on Netflix and National Geographic, but I guess it's the time when the salmon goes up upstream the rivers, right? And then yeah. you can catch those. So it's not on the sea or is it on the sea? 
Well, it, it, it's on the sea where we fish. So when you say a river, people kind of imagine, okay, a little river and like, you know, we put a net across it. Okay. That's easy. Um, the Copper River Delta, well, it's, it is actually behind me. I have a, a map of Alaska, but the Copper River Delta is, the Copper River is a huge river. It's actually a waterway. It's a delta. So the actual delta where the, where the mouth of the river meets the ocean is about 300 miles wide. So oh. it's very big. It is full of these waterways and sandbars that are constantly moving. So the fishermen are actually in the ocean. Um, they're meeting, they're out in the ocean where the ocean meets the um, river, basically. But they're in the ocean. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think your price point is... Uh... You know, definitely it's, you know, not, not a cheap product, let's say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I really like salmon. I, I like sushi. But actually, I just learned that those, yeah, that, that fish is um, not, not wild fish. They uh, keep it in a, I don't even know how they call it. They, basically, it's a domesticated fish, let's say. So, so yeah. Oh, like farmed. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. A lot of places might use farm fish, but all of our salmon is sushi quality. And what that means, people think it means like fresh off the boat, but sushi needs to be frozen to the proper time and temperature to kill any pathogens. So sushi can be wild or farmed. It needs to be properly frozen and we do that with all of our products before sending it so it's actually is sushi quality um and it would be better for sushi because it's wild fish is going to have the better texture and flavor mm. how is it different than farmed fish the taste the texture of the meat well i've raised with all of wild fish <laughs> so i've actually had farm fish pretty limited but basically the it is how it's intended to be. So the the texture is firmer. It's out in the wild. It's actually um, swimming long distances. And then it's eating its natural diet. So it's going to be higher in omega-3s. When If you saw a picture of our fish, the bright red color, if you especially if you're more accustomed to a farmed salmon, the bright red color will, will blow you away. It is bright, bright, bright red. People go on our website and they go, is this some kind of a filter? And this is how these salmon are naturally. They, they are bright red. And so the color you'll notice right away. And it's just going to have a really nice firm texture, not kind of gelatinous. And it's, and it has a, especially sockeye has this, a bold, a salmon flavor. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe yeah. it. Yeah. It's amazing. So what's the usual uh, what's the usual price of the product that you sell? Well, the <laughs> I don't even have a price per pound right off the bat, but basically when we started this business, you know, when we would look at the price that we would have to sell it, it's like is this really doable? You know, would people pay this price? But then we that's when we realized that's why this has never been done. You know, we want to bring the premium quality that we get off the boat directly to people's doors. And it's an expensive endeavor. And it just hasn't been done because people are worried, oh, they might not pay the price for that. But we, our model was we just flipped it around and just said, we're going to provide something 
that's never been done. The the quality is so high and, you know, it's right off the boat and it's packaged perfectly and it's going to arrive to your door perfectly. And the price is what it costs. You know, it just will be what it is. So I'm not trying to evade your question because it can be as high as, um, you know, $40 a pound for Copper River King and you add shipping and things like that. And um, we are just saying, hey, here it is if you want to try it. It's available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I can see that you also have a subscription. So people, they can subscribe and I guess they can regularly get this, you know, these products. So it's not just a one-time delicacy, but uh, mm -hmm. they can order this regularly if they really want. And actually not just salmon, but uh, many other fishes and, and uh, not just fish actually. So yeah, many different things, right? Yeah, we do a subscription or a one-time, and people seem to really like that. It gives a lot of flexibility, and and for people that do eat a lot of fish and they try our fish, they love it. It's the best fish they've ever had, and then they, you know, we get them on a subscription, and it makes it just really easy for them. We keep it really flexible, so it's it's not like we're trying to cram fish down your throat. We're just, hey, let's keep it super easy. If you're eating it, then let's let's supply it on a regular basis. You don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm really curious how people find you on the, on the internet. Yeah, that's actually a good question because we don't run ads. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We have grown. Um, we've been doing this for um, eight years and we've grown really organically. Um, and so um a lot of our customers are very dedicated, which we love. We have the best customers. And I think a lot of that is because it's so organic. So we don't have um, just kind of ads bringing just anybody. We have people that recommend it to their friends. A lot of people join us and send an email letting me know, oh, so-and-so, you know, I had fish at somebody's house or my friend uh, recommended. So we have a lot of that. We have a really, really amazing community and, and it has grown but I wish I had a better answer on, um, on how, because it's been, it's just has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you can uh, ask them, you know, like uh, send them a survey or if you have their phone number or email, just really ask them how you found us and uh, just, you know, do, do those things more. But, uh, yeah, you you're right. And, and we should lean into like a, a reward or a loyalty kind of a referral program too. Because mm -hmm. people yeah. are clearly doing that. Yeah, because it seems like you already have a great word of mouth. So you can double down on that with a referral program, maybe loyalty program. And uh, there is some extra incentive uh, for that. Yeah. So I also know that you have a very strong email marketing. And I'm curious uh, who set that up and also how you see the, you know, the, the role of email in, in a business, in an e-commerce business? Oh, email has been our most important thing. And, and I mean, that's, that's the, definitely the driver of sales. It's hard to say that's how we've grown because people have to get on the list, uh, but it's definitely how we drive sales and communicate. And I think why we have such a kind of a dedicated community is because, um, I think the biggest tool we've leaned into was email. Mm -hmm. um, when we first started our business, I mean, my husband's fishing. I was um, 
you know, we home with the kids and we started this business and I took an online business course and, um, which I'm very grateful for because I had a master's in food science and studying fish, but not the online business side of running the business. And in that course, it had said, set up a email list. And at that time uh, we lived very rural. I wasn't on anybody's list. Now it seems silly to say, because I know what it's all about, but I honestly, I Oh, I don't know what she's even talking about, but our um, website was being developed. I said, well, put an email list on there, whatever that is. (laughs) And I'm really glad that we did (laughs) that. We listened and that we did it. And then I just started sending emails and I, I would maybe just in the beginning, send one a month and they were, you know, fairly bad, but it didn't really matter because there was maybe 40 people on our list of friends and family. And so I didn't, I didn't get too worried about it because we started really small and I didn't feel this huge pressure to get it right in the beginning. And I just did it and did it consistently. So that consistent emailing to our audience. And then I found that that was making a difference. So then I put more time and energy and more training, you know, and kind of invested in that skill. And that has number one, you know, hands down been the biggest driver for our business. Hey Budai Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast and if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. I hope we can serve our audience in the best way. And now let's jump into the episode. So actually you were the person who really dug into this topic, how to do it right. Yeah, well, my husband's on the boat and everything else is kind of a one-woman show. <laughs> yeah, 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 interesting. Uh, is there any other marketing channel that you really learned and, and you know, you, you dug into it? Or email is actually the main thing so far? Email is the main thing, but we do Instagram. So that seems to work yeah. for our audience. Um, Instagram is a place where there's a lot of foodies and recipes and the reels really work for us. And so um, that's the other place that we show up is Instagram. Um, and we just, again, we've kind of built that over time. And and um, we have a lot of really fun content because we're out on the boat. We have the kids on the boat. You know, we have beautiful, our fish is gorgeous. We have recipes. So it really works there to just be sharing a lot of um, real-time content. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's a visual thing. And uh, I mean, you know, food and, and your lifestyle, I think it's it's a visual thing. It's good to share the pictures of it. And maybe TikTok would be another one. Uh, it's not just yeah. for, as people say, it's not just for dancing. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to feel I like, oh, gosh, I think maybe I'm already too old for it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I feel the same. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, nowadays there are you know even the older audience they use TikTok. So, and it's getting more and more used by people. I think every kind, yeah. every generation they use it more and more. Yeah. Um, yeah, TikTok and and um, YouTube too. I think could be really good for us mm-hmm. because we have a lot of video of of fishing and kind of. Um, it's very video friendly what we do because people want to see more and understand it. So I think that those, that could work too. And, um, 
um, it's, it's just a matter of bandwidth <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, you know, since your product is, you know, um, not a luxury product, but let's say the price range is, you know, above the average, I think YouTube is a great platform to educate your audience why it's different, why it's uh, not a farm fish and so on. And you mm -hmm. can share these things. Um, yeah, YouTube is great for that. And I also use it in my own business for these uh, purposes. Um, talking about education, I could see that you also have recipes and the blog. So um, why did you add that to, to the website and to the business? Um, I think that's also something that we just really started with. I, um, we're on a Shopify platform and it was just really easy to do blogs and recipes. And I think I probably started them as a way to just link it into an email um, so that I can share a recipe and have it linked. Um, and I don't do a ton of blasting out with the, with the blogs, but I, I, um, I really match it with our email content. So sometimes I might link to a blog post or sometimes I might use the content and just um, go, well, that's a good blog post. And I really think of it as SEO. So just all those all that content and words is housed somewhere. So I feel like if I even write a really good email that I think, oh, that was, I, I'm really proud of that one, then I will just um, make it a little more evergreen, put it into a blog post. And then I just feel like it's it's just doing a background job of SEO for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see there are many recipes here. So yeah, you, you've done a great job with this. It's probably more than 100 now, right? It's a lot of... Probably. And, you know, it's amazing that it's grown that much because I don't I don't honestly put a lot of time and effort into like, oh, I need to do a recipe. I just do recipes when I am cooking something and I want to talk about it um, or, you know, different different things come up and I just kind of whip out a recipe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So a few more personal questions, less businessy, let's say so. What what was the most challenging for you in uh, you know in building this business and running this business online? Definitely the shipping, uh, shipping a perishable product, and like we mentioned, it's a premium product, and we're charging money, you know, a lot of money and it needs to arrive in perfect condition. And we have, um, really high standards for that, uh, you know, just zero tolerance for, um, you know, anything arriving less than perfectly frozen. And mm -hmm. so that was really hard to learn. We knew fishing and I knew fish and I took, a, you know, online courses, but nobody's teaching perishable shipping. I mean, not that I found. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. In the beginning, we had a business, a local business um, that we had talked to, and they did, they they specialized in shipping, um, not necessarily perishable, but they they did um, uh, cherries and fruit, um, so delicate, um, but not frozen. And so they said, Oh, we'll, we'll do it for you. Blah, blah, blah. And that first year it, the failure rate was so high. It was, it was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this business. And so many times it's been the shipping that has threatened the business the most in terms of, you know, Oh my goodness, how, how do we do this? And so, um, after that first summer, it just didn't work out. I just said, okay, I'm going to 
I'm going to figure it out. I'm just going to figure it out myself. And we had a small warehouse space and um, started getting dry ice and packing the boxes myself. This is a very, you know, for me, it's very hands-on, but I'm a logistics person. And it was literally the fact that I had my hands on those boxes every week. I'm trying different configurations. I'm trying this and I'm trying that. And it, and it took a couple years to get it as good as it is now. Now we feel really confident with the shipping um, and we ship overnight across the United States and we're doing a really good job of it. And that, but that's taken a lot of, it, it's just trial and error. Wow. That's, that's very interesting. And, uh, that's, you know, one of the things that nobody talks about in, uh, e-commerce and when yeah. you try to sell physical products. Yeah. So- and, and it's huge. Oh, I, I guess I do want to say that. Along the way, we also worked with a sustainable foam company. So we didn't want to use styrofoam. And so that's another big piece of, um, well, we're trying to do something really hard and we're trying to do it the hard way because we wanted to do use sustainable products. And we found a, a company that does really well with that. And so that's another thing that we're really proud of too is along the way kind of sticking with our standards. Yeah. yeah. Um and who was the person or or business influencers or you know people that you learned the most from in terms of uh, e-commerce marketing and how to run a business online i um i have followed several different influencers um over the time i i suppose like taking uh, business courses um just because there's nobody that I know that do what we do in terms of the fishing, um, the processing and the shipping all of ourselves. I mean, I don't think anybody does it. And, and I kind of know why it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. um, but a lot of I'm, I've, I tend to always be kind of following. Um, I'm always I'm a lifelong learner. So the online business aspect is something that I'm always kind of investing some time and energy into. So um you want me to like name names? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sure, sure. So like. in the very beginning, I took the Marie Forleo's B School. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a business, the online business. And so that's where I learned about the email list and things like that. And that was really huge. And actually, I guess um, I just heard from somebody that we're actually mentioned in the her latest training, which is really huge. So that makes us just feel like, you know, kind of a real success that, we started from zero, followed this um, business training, and and now you know we got a mention, so that was kind of cool. But and then I also follow some copywriters um, mm-hmm. now, kind of leaning into the copywriting side of things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very important. And I also started my journey as a copywriter, and I'm very grateful for that because <clears throat> I think that's a uh, you know, marketing, end of the day, it's about psychology and copywriting really sums it up, psychology and how to sell something online. Um, so, yeah, that's crucial. Um, my last question. So what would you tell someone that, you know, uh, somebody who is thinking about starting an online business, maybe they already have a business, but a physical business and they think it's, simply impossible to sell this product online. Uh, maybe you thought the same a long time ago and now you could, you know, you made it. But uh, I think there are many niches like this 
there are different reasons for that. Um, what would you tell them? I would say just give it a shot. I mean, it, it it's out. It's like what we what we had to really change our our framework, right? To from like, would I be able to? buy this product is this something you know that makes sense in my life too there's find the people that this really makes sense for and we have a lot of customers that tell us all the time how very grateful they are that we are have this product for them so i think just really leaning into that and it might be hard at first because you don't have anybody saying thank you for you know offering this but just leaning into that mindset of I'm going to offer something um, really special that is for the right person. And then those right people will start to show up. Yeah, I actually, Ben, our team member, you already know him. He always says that just imagine that you have the cure for cancer and you don't want to sell it. Right. You should, you should because you should be confident that I have the cure for cancer. I, I can help people so why not to sell it online and uh, if you really believe in your product and it, you know it helps people and they will like it then why not to do it also nowadays uh, i can see some crazy ideas selling online and nowadays people they are used to buy online so mm -hmm. a lot of our clients they sell saunas for uh, five ten fifteen thousand dollars and people they buy it online yeah uh, I think so, when we first started the idea that we were selling fish online and then the idea that you're going to get fish in the mail to your house was really weird for people. And now when I mention what we do, it's not as strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think it, it will just getting better by time. I mean, the younger generation, they they want to buy everything online. So, so yeah, it will be just better. Um, Sina, so thanks for uh, coming here today and sharing your story. And uh, about the website, so if anyone wants to buy delicious fish where they should go. SinaSea.com, S-E-N-A-S-E-A.com. And definitely jump on our email list and we, we give out a free um, cookbook with some family recipes that you might enjoy. Amazing, I will put the link into the description and uh, you can check out the website. I will put one more link into the description, which is from my company. So we collected our top 100 marketing emails and we made this available for free. So you can uh, download it as well using the link in the description. And thanks everyone. Uh, every week we come up with a new episode, so stay tuned and uh, have a great day, everyone.